0: Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I have another great interview for you today. You're going to love this conversation that I had with Lakeisha Johnson because she is just the truth. (laughs) She's raw, real authentic, and she's such a blessing to the body of Christ. So I definitely want you to hear this. You need to stick around and check out our conversation. But just in case you don't know Lakeisha, let me introduce you to her. Lakeisha Johnson is a coach in the APOM community, a lifestyle brand for the kingdom, a certified addiction recovery empowerment specialist, and a certified peer specialist in addictive diseases. She has overcome many obstacles in life with God being her guidance. Keisha ministers to women and men by sharing her story of being delivered from an addictive lifestyle while giving them hope. She shares that God is the foundation of everything she has achieved thus far. Keisha is able to share his greatness because of her relationship with the Trinity, applying the word in her family life, all her business endeavors, and as she serves in the community. All right, everyone. So welcome back to the show. You are in for a treat today. I have another mighty woman of God with me, and that is Lakeisha Johnson. And I cannot wait for you to just listen in as we chat today. So, so Keisha, welcome to the Called and Confident Podcast.
1: Hi Shayla, thank you so much, beautiful. I really appreciate you. Thank
0: you for having me. I'm excited. Of course, I'm excited too. So will you just start us off by introducing yourself, however you feel led to do so?
1: Yes, so my name is um, Lake Keisha. Everyone calls me Keisha and I am a peer recovery coach and I'm just really all for the kingdom.
0: Yes, yes, I love that. So will you just tell us, how did you discover what God was calling you to do? Ooh
1: that right there. Um, when I discovered what God wanted me to do, it really came from the different obstacles that I encountered in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I always used to believe that I only had one sole purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, but God started, you know, revealing to me that the different things that I went through were just different puzzles that started to come together for the different purposes that I have. Like, uh, Just, you know, just like a umbrella yeah. the the umbrella. And so um, one of the major obstacles that I went through in my life was addiction mm-hmm. and I struggled with addiction for over 50, um about 17 years mm-hmm. of my life. Um, I'm only 37. Yeah. So You know, <laughs> that's, that was a huge part of my life. Right going through dealing with the spirit of addiction and um with addiction you know a lot of the times people think it's just misusing you know abusing but there was so many things under lining in addiction mm-hmm. so um I didn't wake up one day and say hey I want to be an alcoholic it was more of like it started off as a fun glamorous type of thing you yeah. know going out partying um in college, you know, doing all that. Mm-hmm. I was excited to do that. Yep. And I did it actually pretty early. So um, it was like one day I crossed that thin line and it became an addiction. Yeah. You know, at first it started off with some codependency. And then when I crossed that line, you know, I didn't realize it at first, but it was people on the outside. Those in my family, you know, friends, they started seeing a difference in my behaviors and, um, once I realized that it was, I was already too far gone
0: Yeah, you know?
1: and, um, the lifestyle that came with it was very toxic. So it wasn't just the drugs. It ended up being, you know, I started becoming promiscuous, you know, manipulating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all these toxic traits. I started picking up along the way. And for me, it was just, okay, this was the hand I was dealt. This is life, you know, challenges is happening. I'm a mm-hmm drink through it. I'm a use through it. And that's just how I cope. Yeah. And so, um, the more, the deeper I got into that lifestyle, the more destructive I became. And so, um, everything that I was working for, you know, the gifts that God had given me, they started dwindling away, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, start flunking out of college and never keeping a job, um, neglected my children. And it came to the point where my family did an intervention. And I used to watch that show all the time, you know, yeah. and I used to laugh. <laughs> I used to yeah. like, oh. But then I realized, I'm like, wow, like, that, that's what happened to me. Yeah. And, um, I was a runner, so I would live in different states. You know, I would go to different places running for myself. And in each place that I was at, my family would find me and they will come and say, hey, Keisha, we think you need some help. The people that was closest to me, they start seeing it as well. And so eventually I started taking advice, you know, Mm -hmm. from others. And unfortunately I had some pretty um, impactful things that happened to me where at this point I was like, okay, God, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I need you. Yeah. And so um, I found out about treatment and I was against it, of course, because I'm like, Oh, this is a man-made thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is nothing about God in it, but really that was what, brought me to god
0: Mm -hmm. um if
1: that makes sense that's where i found him and um between in those four walls of our room in the treatment center i just remember you know just surrendering and i'm just like god i don't know what how i got here i literally it was just so fast how i declined i said but i need you to get me out yeah and so um when i was there That's when I had got this intimacy with him. I started learning how to pray learning how to, you know, apply the word in my life and um, just receive suggestions from others. And when I was in treatment, I was like, I want out of here. (laughs) You know, it got to a point when I was just like, I'm ready to go. And so my counselor at the time, she was like, well, you know, what do you want to do? I was always in the medical field. And I was applying, trying to stay in that field, but God kept closing every single door. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Lord, I know I can, you know, find a job. I know I can get in in these places. And so um, she said, well, why don't you work here? I was like, absolutely not.
0: I truly believe that God has a very unique purpose for each and every one of us. And as you are on the journey to discovering your calling, I've created a list of 10 important questions to really help you narrow in, get really focused, really specific, and figure out what it is that God is calling you to do. So let me help you get started. Here are the first three questions that you can start thinking about, praying about as you work through your calling journey. Number one, what is unique about me? Number two, what do I love to do? Number three, Who do I enjoy helping? So those are the first three questions. I definitely want you to take some time to sit with it, pray about it, journal out your answers and begin to figure out the direction that God is leading you. Definitely go to shayleyhilton.com backslash freebies to download the rest of the guide so you can have all 10 questions or click the link in the show notes. Hope this helps. Can't wait to hear from you soon.
1: I was like, I just did like, thanks, for no
0: thanks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thanks for no thanks. And, um, so then I went into, I actually was using the closet and the treatment center. And I know we used to always talk about having a prayer closet, but uh-huh. I used to go in the closet, shut the door. They would laugh at me. And I was like, God, I just need to hear from you. Like, I need to know if I need to take this job. I was like, cause yeah. I really don't think you told me to do mm-hmm. that. so I went to bed I woke up the next morning I heard God clear as day and he was like take the job Mm. and I was like are you sure (laughs) (laughs) so
0: um I ended
1: up meeting with my counselor I was like yeah you know I'm gonna take the job and little did I know that was the start it was a beautiful you know that started happening i was um ministering to women you know i started ministering to women doing groups i knew nothing about addiction i knew nothing about recovery but um the holy spirit was guiding me yeah and I, i had like eight months of sobriety so i didn't feel like that i was ready for that i didn't feel like i was fit that, you know, I didn't think God could use me. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I started ministering to women, sharing my story, implementing it through my teaching style, I started learning, you know, how to do that. And um I ended up transitioning to another role as a recovery coach. And that's where I started getting my credentials and, you know, started going to school. And so now I'm getting more confidence in, you know, God, and I'm just like, nervous at the same time because i kept asking god like what what is it that you want me to do and he was like i'm showing you like just keep listening keep being the main thing was just me being obedient because i definitely did not want to do it you know and i still was um battling with my flesh like i don't think i could do it you know just with my confidence and um Lo and behold, like that's where God has just been bringing me through addiction and recovery and, you know, the science of addiction and living a healthier lifestyle and just coaching others to not give up yeah. and trust God, you know, with their faith and believing in him for their recovery.
0: I love that. When people talk a lot about marketplace ministry, you always kind of come to mind because I'm like she is truly an example of ministering in the marketplace. Like it is really your thing. It's your career. It's where you thrive. And that's so powerful. What's one of the most important lessons you would say you've learned throughout, you know, your journey and your career and those pieces kind of transitioning there. That's, that's a good question. Cause I had a few things, but one of the main things um, that I would say
1: is not making decisions out of emotion. Mm, mm-hmm. I have battled with that for the last few years. Like there, especially in the marketplace, it's like so many people, so many different, you know, motivations and why they do it. What's their why? right and I always think about like what's my why my why is different from your why yeah someone else's why and a lot of the time you know we battle against principalities so it's like my why is to serve God at the same time serve people that's what God wants us to do and so um I've encountered a lot of pushback a lot of you know negativity and just making decisions that were very important and I would get sometimes sad you know, I'd be disappointed. I'd be hurt, um, <laughs> angry. Mm-hmm. And um, Keisha, like my flesh, always you know wanted to just act out, quit because I was always a quitter. Okay, mm-hmm. like if I didn't like what someone said to me, I would always be like, you know what, I'm done. I'm gonna move on to the next. Yeah, right. So now it's like I definitely have to make sure that with my decision, I have to go to God first when mm-hmm. I make decisions. That's because good. it doesn't even matter if I'm in a happy place. You know, I just um transition to uh, another role a beautiful role mm-hmm. and I was excited you know I was like yes and yeah. now I'm like yes I'm gonna buy this I'm gonna go buy that yeah and then God was like wait 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 back. I definitely have to go before God because I bring my decision before him okay look God I need to know should I do this you know Holy Spirit I need you to guide me should I do that because if I don't I will miss the mark Yeah, on a lot of things I have to go to God with making my decisions and I have to be now it's not bad for me to feel my emotions, you know, but I just have to make sure that I have to be sound and God you know, put myself before him and then make decisions in the marketplace.
0: Yes. That's so good. That's so powerful. What would you say? um, I'm thinking about a woman who feels like I want to make a difference in my job. I want to make a difference in the workplace, but I'm just not really sure how to go about doing that. You know, they, they want to minister to others or support others, but they don't want to preach at work so to speak
1: what would you say to that woman what can she do um i would say i know it's <laughs> kind of hard not not want to just be that person you're preaching you want to do yeah. what you do but not always have to be on the forefront um mm-hmm. i would tell her that of course be who she is yeah be who she is called to be because she feels led and it's not by accident that she feels led you know yeah to do what she's doing But it's like, you learn a flow, you start to get a flow, but the main thing is staying connected to the source, which is God and that that flow will come. You can't, you know, sometimes we get a a manuscript or um, they give you a criteria and it tells you the things you do, the things you don't do, but it's just being who you are. I would tell her to be who she is Mm -hmm. and make sure that she focuses on God and just let it flow and start to find her flow um because the holy spirit is going to bring up different situations you know you might not have to be in the forefront it might be going to the bathroom you know yeah. you talk to someone and you minister to them or even doing a group or a speech anything that you're doing god the holy spirit is going to always find a way to get out what he needs to get out yeah in every situation um so not hiding god just being who who we are meant to be yes and taking um making a stance on it
0: Mm -hmm. that's so good that's so good I'm thinking of a listener who feels like I hear what you're saying Keisha and I love your story your story is powerful you're different for me I am struggling with this addiction and I don't think God can use me I'm too far gone I've messed up too much I've been in it for too long God can't use me what would you say to that woman I would say God can use Anything, yeah, anything,
1: anybody, and I always like bringing up to use the rock, but I know that sounds cliche, and I'm gonna say, you know what, that sounds cliche, but you're looking at somebody who I thought who should have been dead, yeah, and I thought that God couldn't use me. The first thing that we have to do together is an action
0: mm-hmm.
1: What is it that you? What is it that you want God to do in your life? And I'm sure she would say, you know, I, I want to stop using, yeah. Possessed the spirit of bondage. Okay. So we're gonna go to God in prayer about it. We're gonna walk this thing out. We're gonna do action and I will be right on the side of her. Yeah. Assisting her because I I don't like um when, you know, people say, Oh, well, I'm gonna tell them but I don't tell anybody what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? hmm Cause I didn't like when someone tried to tell me what to do, but I am gonna be alongside of you and let you know if God can use me, He can use you. And it's no, it's not a coincidence that we're talking right now. Yeah, all we gotta do is go into prayer and we start walking this thing out. We can find some resources, whatever support that you need. It's gonna come from God. He's the source.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so good, and what i love is that you have experience in the area and then you're also anointed for it and that's just a powerful combination i'm trying to tell you i've told you that before it's a it's a powerful combination because you're anointed to do it and then you're caring and you have this loving spirit about it as you're walking people through you're not judgmental you're not like you know well i've arrived or i got through that or you need <laughs> to get yourself together you just have this essence about you that makes people want to say well get through this. Maybe it can be different for me. And I love that about you and about your ministry. And I know that you have already impacted so many women and that you will continue and people in general, not just women, but you've impacted so many people and that you will continue to do that. So it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. I love what you do. Now, Keisha, I always ask the women on the show to fill in the blank. And I'm going to ask you to do the same. If a woman is going to confidently walk in her calling, She must blank. If a woman
1: wants to walk in her calling, she must seek God first Mm -hmm. and do it, you know, do it, leap on faith, just go out on faith. Because a lot of the times we miss what God has in store for us because of fear. Mm -hmm. And I know that by just lived experience, you know, just do it. And I know sometimes that sounds like, just do it, just do it you know, get out there, jump and do it, trust in God, because I always go back to God being the source. Yeah. I know, you know, when we do things out of just the sound of it, or, you know, out of our flesh, we have a lot of trial and error. Yeah, you know, some, it might work, it might not. But we know that if we're seeking God, if she seeks God for everything and put it before God, she's not going to hit a wall.
0: Yeah,
1: Either way, God is going to navigate her. You know, so just staying connected to the source and just hopping, going, I keep saying hopping, (laughs) going on faith, leaping, Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's just a beautiful thing because it could be scary, but I'd rather leap and not stay and be stuck in bondage. Yeah. I would just tell her to do it. That's good. I love that. I'm against that spirit of fear because that Mm -hmm. would happen every single time. Every
0: time. Every time. Yes. So Keisha, I've enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. This was so good. So powerful. So helpful. How can the listeners get in contact with you or connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so um, you can reach me at Johnson
1: 185 at gmail.com or info at in time Recovery Inc. That's a nonprofit that I am currently doing. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be available through that. Um, I do coaching. So feel free to contact me, you know, if someone that, you know, that is stuck in bondage, or, you know, if you have any questions about diminishing in that area.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And I'll link all of that in the show notes. So you can reach out to Keisha and connect with her because you definitely will want to do that. So Keisha, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Shayla. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was so much fun. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you guys again in the next episode.